Welcome to another episode of the Latino Business Report. In this episode, we welcome back Samantha Najera and Nina Duran, a.k.a. Little Chismosa and Little Frijolita, the dynamic duo who create and host the popular Bean and Chisme show. Nina Duran left the show for a period of time, and we are happy to announce that she'll be back for the 2024 season of the Bean and Chisme show, a comedy web show that boldly points out just how funny Latinos can be. These self-proclaimed hood rats take comedy, Latinx culture, and things polite people don't talk about to a whole new level. You may want to go back and listen to episode 19 of the Latino Business Report, where we have their first episode titled Bean and Chisme, Changing the Way We Look at Ourselves and Our Latino Culture. For those of you that are new to our podcast family, a warm welcome and thank you for listening. We invite you to explore our extensive library of episodes on our website at latinobusinessreport.com. It's latinobusinessreport.com. And if you're on the lookout for the best Latino podcasts and blogs available, your search ends at feedspot.com. That's feedspot.com. There you'll discover a curated list of the top Latino podcasts ranked by traffic, social media followers, and freshness. So buckle up for a laughter-filled journey as we delve into the world of bean and chisme, hood rats that are changing the way we view ourselves and our vibrant Latino culture. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome to another episode. Today's guests are going to be Samantha and Nina of the Bean and Chisme fame. Ladies, how are you doing? Hello. I did good, JR. I'm good. Doing good. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us uh, on this episode. You guys have been on the show before, and I encourage listeners, if you have not heard the original Bean and Chisme episode, go back and find it and listen to it. It's a great show. But, okay, here's what happened. For those of you who are not familiar with it, Bean and Chisme, Bean and Chisme show, you got Samantha and, and Nina. Two Latina professionals out there who had a crazy idea one time, created some alter egos, and have created a very, very popular uh, YouTube podcast-type show. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, but this concept, this idea of being in Chisme was born in a bathroom at a shopping mall. Is that correct? <laughs> well, the hood rats, <laughs> so the... the the hood rats, Little Frijolita and Little Chismosa, were born in the bathroom at Ingram Park Mall. But the show was actually born in our humble uh, little office. <laughs> okay. And and uh, hood rats. So you refer to yourself as hood rats. We did. Yes. Okay. yes. With those characters. So we play, again, whenever we're in character as Little Frijolita and Little Chismosa, yes, we are the ratas. We are hood rats. Okay, for for the uh, for the edification of this audience who may have not had the advantage of listening to the first one, can you kind of give us kind of a rundown of how this whole concept was was born of, of the Bean and Cheese show, or or uh, or better yet, uh, little frijolita and and and, and Chisme? Sure, yeah, um, I can start with the whole show was um, created back in 2017. I own a company called Heartfire Media. And I was discovering the new technology called live streaming, what we now know as live streaming. Um, it was fairly new back then. And 
I wanted to mess around with it and see what we could do. And luckily for me, Nina was down to join me and just kind of having a talk show that we just wanted to banter back and forth, but not about politics or sports or not even uh, pop culture. It was like, no, let's just have real candid conversations and say the things that most people would never say out loud. And so luckily we went live on Facebook and a lot of people at the time couldn't even grasp the concept of how we were going live, switching cameras, putting graphics on the screen, because now everybody has it. Everybody has got a podcast that's webcast cameras. But back then the technology was so new. So we really were ahead of the time um, at that moment. And um, I think we, caught everybody off guard, not only because (laughs) of that, but because of what we were saying as two Latinas who um, were very candid. Yeah. And it was really interesting too, JR, because I remember the first time that Sam and I went live, we actually had several news stations eat, like reach out to us and they were like, what station are y'all on? Or how are you guys going (laughs) live? Because the news stations here in town weren't even doing that. So um, I, I'll, I don't know why I'll never forget like my little DM going off, and I was like, "Oh, look at these anchors reaching out." <laughs> you, yeah. you were you were pi- you were pioneers in the pioneers. media industry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, a little bit a little bit of back history before that. So what was interesting is Sam and I had done maybe like one or two videos on La Prensa, right? La Prensa de San Antonio. So mm-hmm. at that time, we were officing Heartfire Media was officing there at La Prensa, and we were just kind of you know all under one roof. And there was a moment that became super dire where we had to like cut $80,000 of, you know, of um, expenses every single month. And so Sam and I were able to do it. And we went, we just recorded this video. Did we record it, Sam? Or did we go live? I don't remember. I think we recorded it for YouTube. But is that what it was? We went live for that one? We would do both. We would do both. Okay. And I just remember us doing that video. And then I think it was that video. We were sitting outside in a courtyard, just talking about La Prensa and just how excited we were at all the changes that we had accomplished. And I think someone saw that video and was like, oh my God, you know, you two together are great. And then my So I assume, I assume you all have been friends for a while. Yes. <laughs> but funny enough, we worked together first. So like Sam okay. actually did our um, videos for the La Prensa Foundation oh, um, way back God. when you were, I remember like you were pregnant with Ava during one of those. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> so we go back, we, okay. we go, we go way back. <laughs> so there was just kind of a natural chemistry between you two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Both of and us. Yes. We were, we were discovering, well, I was, and about to invest in live streaming with this guy. And I said, well, what, what should I do? Like, should I talk about business tips? Cause I had already been making YouTube videos like that. And he was like, let me look at your YouTube channel. So he looked at the Heartfire media channel. He's like, who's this girl you did a video with about La Benza? Y'all are hilarious. You've got to do it with her. And so I was like, really? Oh, well, let me ask her. And luckily for me, she said, yes. <laughs> so that's kind of okay. how it all rolled out. All right, yeah, so it, was re- it was really good timing. It was really good timing. And then, sorry, I hate to cut you. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off, JR. And then like the other thing too, that even prior to Sam and I being on camera together, we would have people that would come to our office and that would just meet with us. And Sam and I would start kind of like talking to each other and we would almost at least once, if not twice a week would hear, Oh my God, y'all need to put cameras up in here. Like y'all need cameras in your office. People need to like listen to your conversations. And so even prior to that video, we were having 
conversations about, you know, oh, what if we could do behind the scenes? Like people don't know our lives. Like if they only knew what was happening here, you know, so it's funny how it kind of evolved. The lives of two professional women that were once hood rats. <laughs> or still are, still are. So back to my original question, how did, okay, I, I, thank you for sharing that with us, but how did the whole Bean and Cheese make characters, your, your, your alter yeah. egos emerge? So funny enough, I don't know if you remember image shots, if you ever, um, here in San Antonio, it was a really big thing in the 90s where everyone went to image shots to go get their pictures taken with their boyfriend or their best friend and like all the designs, like the backdrops would be like, the clown faces or like hearts. And it was this, again, it was a really big thing when we were in high school. So fast forward to, you know, we start being in cheese, man. We're just Sam and Nina. We have an intern and this intern, I believe reached out to Samantha was like, Oh my gosh, image shots is still open at Ingram park mall. Y'all need to go take your pictures. And then, so we go to Ingram park mall and there's a store there called Claire's. Everyone knows Claire's. And if we go into Claire's and Sam had this idea of like getting dark makeup and some hoops, she's like, let's have fun with it. We went into the bathroom there at Ingram Park Mall and I'm putting my dark lipstick on. Sam's putting, I think, eyebrows on and Sam just hops on her phone and without even thinking, without nothing, she goes from talking normal to, hey, everybody, like it's little chismosa, little frijolita and like boom, the hood rats were born there at Ingram Park Mall, like just like that. <laughs> I think Jeez. I knew I knew that the image shots were a staple for the Chicano culture in the 90s. Mm. I knew that. And I think that's kind of what we where we hit the mark was because a lot of the skits based on these hood rats, and of course in Texas we call them hood rats, in California they call them cholas. Um, that's who a lot of us and were related to or were in the 90s, so that bringing back that character everybody either knew her or were her like you were the yep. girl the, the big the big ho- the big hoop earrings the the sharpie mm-hmm. eyebrows i mean the, yes. the whole bit the whole nine yes okay. everything uh, okay so um being in cheese so it took off you guys were successful i know you have some music videos especially around fiesta time but okay i gotta ask there was a breakup and i just saw a press release come out you guys are back together i mean thank goodness i mean it, it, guys, when you guys separated, it was like it was like Simon and Garfunkel separating, or or you know Simon and Garfunkel, or uh, 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 Brad and Jennifer. I mean, I mean, what happened? Brad what and happened? E, right? Um, J Lo and Ben. I mean, you guys broke up in the whole entertainment world, right? That's so funny. Well. Oh man, you know. Okay, you, you, if there's cheese, man, if you guys were mad at each other, it's okay. Hey. Spill it, spill it. Here's well, the place. Well, no, I mean, honestly. Yeah, I think it is, but. <laughs> right, right. I mean, granted, yes, like what is, what is funny, I, or I, I don't want to say funny, but what, one thing that I love about my relationship and my friendship with Samantha is our ability, ability to, like, if we do have an argument, whatever. JR, it can literally be like right before we like go on stage, you're gonna be like screaming at each other, and then boom, the second we're on stage, you're like, Hey, everyone, like, how are you? Like, we're just completely on different, it. but yes, where the show must go on. But you know, honest, uh, I hate to kind of you know detour or anything like that, but truly, my life, um, 
I don't know, it just, it, it kind of spiraled out. And long story short, in October of 2021, so two years ago, my son, my oldest son at the time was 18 years old and was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And mm. so we ended up having to go through three rounds of chemo. And so he was getting chemo Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that's when I learned um, the word capacity and that I had capacity. And and Sam, and Samuel, you know, her and I, of course, we've talked about this. Like there were there were a couple things that I remember trying to do. And I don't know if we're allowed to curse on here. You're going to have to bleep me out. But like, nah, I know that Sam was working with bitch Nina because I had no capacity. Like I was snappy. I was on edge and I knew where that was coming from, you know. And so a big part of it was just trying to navigate these waters with Elijah. But thank God for Joanna and AJ, because a little before that was when we really started working with them and collaborating with them. And being in Chisme was never supposed to be about Sam and Nina. Being in Cheeseman was always supposed to be a collective. Like we want to lift and support other Latinos, other comics, other other creative people like us, you know. And so it was kind of perfect. So when that happened, that allowed me the ability to step back and to um, be present with Elijah and with my family. And so that went all the way into 2022. And then during that time, I wasn't working. And so... Then I had to, okay, start working to pay bills. And so the timing is finally right again. And I have missed it. I really have. I've missed it so much. And so I'm super excited for 2024. And I tell you what, yeah. audiences should be excited. I mean, it's like Sonny and Cher getting back together, you know? <laughs> I prefer it, Cheech it, and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's appropriate. Cheech and Chong. So for those, for those few people out there who have never seen the Bean, uh, Bean and Cheeseman show or skit, can you kind of give us a rundown? Now, I know... Um, you guys are hood rats, but basically what I see is you kind of, you're bold. You go out there and say things that people don't expect. Uh, some people will, will say you're stereotyping, but it's a combination. It's not really stereotyping. It's a little bit of satire, but you're telling it like it is. And your characters, and you come up with these multiple characters, and everybody has a tío, a tía, or some relative <laughs> that is that person, that, that abuelita, or the stuff that falls out of their mouth. You know, it's it's them. So... How do you, as you create the show, uh, I kind of know that you are depicting real live people or they may be relatives of your own, but how do you come up with the skits and how do you come up with these ideas for these particular um, characters? Um, it's well, all Sam. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, the, the show was originally a talk show and it's still mm -hmm. a talk show. And I feel like, you know, the brand got a little bit lost in known, being known for its sketches, which is great. I think a lot of people with the birth of. I mean, it's comedy. It's funny. It's funny stuff. And yeah, it's funny. It is very funny. I, I thank you for that. Um, and then with the birth of TikTok, now you're into the influencer content creator world. But we never set out to be just TikTokers. It was about having real conversations. And then I found out by writing comedy sketches that you can actually still make the point of having those conversations by making fun of your family or your friends or a certain scenario, whether or not with hood rats or not. Sometimes we have sketches, well, we have plenty of sketches now that have no hood rats at all. Um, mm -hmm. So now we've evolved into coming up with stories that are relatable, Anything from your tias completely bashing you at the Thanksgiving table to a gay kid who comes out to his machismo dad, who's a super mm. Cowboys fan. That was the latest sketch I just produced. And so I'm like, oh, my God, we could go for days with sketches that 
Latinos, especially Tex Mexicans, can relate to. But at first, five years ago, six years ago, we could not have these conversations without being quote unquote canceled. And now the ears and eyes and minds are open to to that. And since you're your own editors, your own censors, and have your own show, I mean, you could what whatever whatever go, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I also want to add, JR, that the other thing, too, that happened during this time is so Bean and Cheese was born in 2017. And by the end of 2019, that was when we had so much steam going. So going into 2020, the beginning of the year, we were looking at one of the craziest years we'd ever had for Bean and Cheese sponsorship wise, just booking wise. And then COVID happened. So COVID also threw a big wrench and being in Chisma because now we were forced to like, well, let's start sharing memes. Let's start sharing other funny videos. Like, and so people started expecting that, right. Of being in Chisma. Like Sam said, the other thing too, I wanted to kind of add on is being in Chisma has gone, it's evolved. Like when we started, we started it as a web show, as a talk show. And then six months later, little Chismosa and little Frijolita were born. And then next thing you know, we're eating hood rat snacks and happy Fiesta videos and all this <laughs> stuff, right? And another thing that a lot of people don't know is so many people are going to try to tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it. And Sam and I, because we were... I guess, kind of trailblazers in the sense, we would listen to these people and like, oh, okay, we're going to be hood rats only. Oh, okay, we're going to do this only. Oh, okay, we're only going to do sketches. Or you Meanwhile, should do this. her and I, yes. Meanwhile, her and I kind of knowing, you know, that, that little inside piece of you that tells you, e, this isn't right, but you just don't listen for whatever reason. You just try mm-hmm. something. And so that's the other thing too, is being in Cheeseman now in 2024, Sam and I are really looking forward to it getting back to its roots to having those conversations, to, you know, bringing people on that, no offense to the mayor, but that aren't the mayor, right? Bringing right. on the, the Southside Walita that makes 5,000 tamales for her family every Christmas. <laughs> like, that's who we want, like, on our show, you know? The stripper that's making 30 grand a month, that's oh, yeah, how you do it. That's what we want to know. So it's just, so we're looking forward to having that. Well, if you, need, people... if, if, if you need anybody to audition possible strippers for you, just <laughs> let me know. And I'll, I'll be more than happy to, to donate my time to, for casting. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, so yeah. So a lot of people don't even know that we had a web show. They don't even know that Sam and Nina went live just talking to Sam and Nina. And so, um, again, it's really exciting to get back to that. Well, one of the things... Uh, and I'm I'm glad you guys are back together because I mean the chemistry was amazing, and one of the things I enjoyed most is your is your music videos. That was that hood rat cumbia Aww. that yeah, you did. Cool. We have three original that, songs now, by the way, all on uh, iTunes, Apple, and Spotify. <laughs> yeah. uh, what I'm, With more what coming. I'm, what I'm good. What I'm going to do on this podcast on the on the podcast notes, I'm going to definitely put a link to your YouTube page so people can see some of the stuff that you have out there. Um, as you, as you're doing this now, granted, you guys, um, friends, develop these characters. Uh, it just came natural. But at the same respect, this is a business. And you guys are starting oh, yeah. to grow this. You guys have, what, over 2 million followers across all your platforms? And that's a, that's some yeah, people. About a million, yeah. We reach, with the reach and our insights, we reach about 2 million a month. And we have about 1 million followers across all the platforms. Okay, about two million to me. All right, and you actually your show is set up um, for twenty twenty four where you're going to be taking on sponsors. I know that 
our organization, TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican American Chambers of Commerce, used the Bean and Cheeseman show um, during uh, Get Out the Vote last go around. Contract with you guys to come yes. up with some sketches to, to encourage people. Nonpartisan, okay, of course, nonpartisan right. uh, sketches to get people out to vote. And that was a demographic we were looking for is those that, 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 uh, those young Latinos and Latinas that may be voting for the first time, and that's a large part of your audience, plus mm-hmm. the older ones, such as myself. But what I like about your work is you guys kind of go across all age groups, mm-hmm. and it just yes. kind of it, it, it's something. If 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 you're if you're Latino or Latina, and watching what you do, they get it. They go, "Oh my, sabes que man, I, I've been there. I know that." <laughs> you know what? Though some people pretend like they don't watch, but I know for a fact. According to my analytics, they very much so are watching. They pretend they don't want, and and they and, and they pretend that they don't know that that Vix and Sprite cure everything. I mean, come on, right? Um, <laughs> so let me let me ask this question: As you're putting together these 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 characters, do you get any of your family members or friends that give you blowback, saying that's me, or they think that that's them that you're that you're putting on the screen, or are they oh, kind of proud? Are they kind of proud. Oh man. They, you know, they, they, they portrayed me in their skit. No. That's hilarious. I don't know if we've ever gotten no. that, but I, yeah. I know I've seen people, like, tag their theater, like, hey, this is you at Rosie Garcia or whatever. You know what I mean? But I don't think we've ever had anyone that's thought, like, oh, like, we were poking fun of them personally, you know? Yeah. I think um, the Not that I can think of. Well, if you, if you. Very much a combo character, not specifically one person. If you make up a, if you come up with a skit that picks on a, uh, uh, an older Latino podcaster, you know, that's been in business for a while, I, I'll know you're picking on me. So, but that, <laughs> but that's okay. As, uh, as we're looking at, kind of give us an idea. And as I said, and it's important before we go, this is a business for you guys now. I mean, you're both professional women, well educated, been in the business sector, but this is not a passion project for you. This is something that you want to create and grow. So, so either one of you, how is what is your vision for the Bean and, and Cheese My Show? Um, well, I for me, the you know the vision of the show has always been to make it bigger and be picked up by a major network. Um, we've always sought to be in entertainment, but it's almost like what do you do when your passion becomes a business? And that was both very much unexpected from both of us. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is you have to decide, like, do you want to do this for fun or do you want to do this for a living? And the reason why I say I want to do it for a living is because of the impact we've been able to make on the community and our following, especially with the Hispanic community. And so we look at ourselves and I'm like, why wouldn't we want this to blow up to be big? Why wouldn't we yeah. want to get across these messages? Why not? Um, why, why not have fun making a living? Why not have fun making a living, making sketches? Are you kidding me? Like, that would be the dream come true. And at the same time, educating people on voting and health and all kinds of financial, whatever it is, you know, just making fun of our people and entertaining, but having that major impact in the end, we really want to monetize it. And by the way, people were already monetizing it in radio shows and talk shows. Same business model. Advertising is what none of those shows would exist without advertisers. We're doing the same exact approach. And then, you know, it was just on my Facebook Live. And it's like, it kills me, you guys, when we, we just re-released an I Love Lucy spoof of Nina and I. And it's one of our favorite sketches. It blew up 300,000 views on TikTok. I've boosted over 7,000 more followers on our TikTok in the past uh, 72 hours. 
And it kills me because when people, the number one comment is, we want more, we want more, do a second one. And I can't because yeah, there needs to be money to do that. And so we have to get that supply and demand working. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are open for business and you are amenable to advertisers or sponsors for some of your stuff. Um, we'll definitely in the podcast notes mention that where they can reach out and contact you if you're interested. Guys, if you're out there and you want to tap into the Latino market and you wanted to do it in a um, in a fun way, definitely get some attention. <laughs> I definitely re- I definitely recommend these two hood rats. I tell you what, they are hilarious. <laughs> hey, but before we before we go here and um, and I'm going to give you a chance for any, any closing comments. But can we get a little sample? Can you guys kind of take off your your Nina and, and Samantha hat and put on the frijolita and chismosa hat and kind of hear those voices and and uh, give give a little sure. give a little interaction here. Of course, pro, 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 promo this podcast. We, we have the hood rats promo this podcast here. Well, I would just like people... to say that... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, what do you want for Christmas, chismosa? All I want is my baby daddy to get out of jail, and I want him to come and pay his child support. I need some like plan B because I had too many babies and too many baby daddies. And so I need me some plan B for Christmas. No, you know what? They're going to part. They're going to put Ozempic. Everybody in my family, I don't even recognize them because they're all in the Ozempic. Ozempic. You can put it inside of the tamales. They have it in the black, um, the black Friday, the black alley, the black market. The Ozempic. (laughs) But you know what? I just want to give a shout out to my Theo J.R. Gonzalez from Tamak because... Theo makes the best tamales and menudo. He does, and he always gives us radio time. He always gives us radio time and lets us come on and talk about all the bendejadas that we do. Mm-hmm. So okay, ladies. You, you've, just, you've, you've each have just learned a Latino Business Report t-shirt. We'll, we'll get you one in the mail. Wow. I feel honored. Hey, hey, that's plan C when it comes to Christmas. Um, plan, plan Christmas. Plan Christmas. Okay, um, Sam, Nina, thank you so much for for being on the show. I'm I'm truly excited about uh, about seeing your new skits and your new creativity, which you come uh, come up with. And I tell you what, every time I'm in a I'm not feeling good or I'm in a bad mood, I go back to your YouTube channel. I watch some of those some of those skits. Freaking hilarious! Let me tell you what. And then the beat of that of that hood rat cumbia. I like it, you know, and, and Jesse, we're in jail. Come get us out. I mean. Come get us, Jesse. Come get us, Jesse. No tienen snacks aquí. Nada. I mean, we went out of here. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, for those, that hood red cumbia is that uh, it starts off with, with, uh, with uh, Frijolita and Chismosa in jail, and they call their attorney. Where and, the attorney, and, and who they're calling is actually an attorney. He's actually a real attorney, right? Jesse, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Jesse, so, come, come get us out. We got to go to Fiesta. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies, anything you want to wrap up with? I mean, and I think the important parts to know, and and the purpose I want you on the show is one. Thank you. You guys are getting back together. I mean, you had and, and Nina, you're right. You guys had some. You were hot there for a little while. Now that you're not hot right now, I'm talking about the <laughs> show. Individually, both you ladies are always hot. But I'm talking about. The media coverage. I mean, when you're when you get you know full pages or half pages on the San Antonio, you know uh, light, know. and we see we we see your your photos everywhere, and everybody's talking to you. Um, th- that's really something. You guys have done an amazing job. I know you're going to do some phenomenal work. 
But uh, Sam, as as you said, it's important. You need sponsors to make this thing happen. Uh, you develop the business model. It needs it needs the funding. But the important part is equally as important. You you ladies are going to come up with the creativity, keep it rolling, and just grow that audience bigger and bigger and bigger. That taps into the into the Hispanic Latino market. And what I love about your work is you're not embarrassed to talk about real life, and whether right. it be whether it be Theo in the kitchen with his chones or abuelita doing something or dancing with the broom on a Saturday morning playing loud music. I mean, we've all been there. Um, so I want to thank you for sharing. <laughs> Sounds kind of. I want to thank you for sharing some of us, some of our screwed up little cultural things with the rest of the world. <laughs> but but it's okay. It, it's it's who we are. So um, Nina, any anything anything you got before we go, Mija? Yes, you know, I just want to say, you know, Latinos like to listen to other Latinos and Latinos are really loyal. And that's one thing that I think Bean and Chisme has done so beautifully is that we've created conversations amongst Hispanics, amongst amongst Latinos, conversations that they normally wouldn't have. Like, you know, we've had a financial advisor on our show before and we've had, you know, people from South Side, West Side, like, oh, I can never be a financial advisor. I didn't graduate high school or I didn't go to college. And they don't know. Yes, you can. There is an opportunity. And so whether you're a big bank or whether you're a small tamale place on the South Side, we can help you. We can help reach that audience. We can help break those barriers. And people love to listen to cheese And so that was one thing, too, that we, we do have the hood rat characters. And one thing that we noticed with them, JR, that they did kind of break this barrier for us as far as sometimes with with cholas, cholos, hood rats, whatever you want to call them, we tend to feel like we're less than, right? Because we don't look the part or, oh, we want to wear the, our lipstick, our dark hoops. And all of a sudden we feel people look at us and think we're not educated, that we don't amount to anything or whatever it may be. And so I think when they're able to see people that look like them and that succeed and that have found success and that struggle and that have joined, have all the things, we just, we're relatable. And so that's one thing that I never want to lose with Bean and Cheese Met is Sam and I are open books. We're single mamas. We both have babies. And um, yeah, and that's it. And if, again, if anyone wants to, wants for us to uh, promote their company, uh, we can do so as professionals or not, you know, whichever they want. <laughs> do you want to pay for the professional pitch or the hood rat pitch? I get it. And, and Nina, before hey, the- we, we've done both. <laughs> done both. We've done both in the same meeting. Yeah. Nina, how's, how's, how's your son doing? He has been cancer-free and in remission for a year and a half. He's doing brilliantly and will be graduating top of his class from Trinity University in May. Wow. So he's my, he's my all. Yeah, he is doing, we, 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 serve a, we serve a great God. Yes. Well, Nina, congratulations on that and welcome back. Sam, I have my little comadre back. I know. (laughs) All all is right in the world. The the universe is right again. The universe with with the connection of being in cheese. Definitely. Like I said. So Sam, any closing comments? I would just like to say for two breakfast tacos a day, you too can sponsor little frijolita and little cheese. For the amount that your ass spends on barbacoa and Big Red every Sunday. Hey, right? Give it to us. Surely watch our show, 
spend some time with us and share two Latinas just trying to make people laugh, have a good time, and leave this world a little bit better. So please DM us on any social platform. Goodbye. There you go. Maybe, ladies, maybe this winter we'll um, we'll get some video of you out in the snow by a cage and it's snowing down and go, for the price of two tacos a day, you can send these two ladies money so they can go ahead and keep producing quality content. You know, like those uh, Humane Society commercials that make you just, make you like just open your wallet. So. Oh, yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. okay so we're this quality of the show is now degrading so we'll end it at this point um once again ladies thank you for being being on the podcast for those who are listening to this podcast for the first time uh thank you very much you can find our our entire library and body of work at the latinobusinessreport.com that's latinobusinessreport.com you can leave a comment and if you have any questions you can um, shoot me an email directly. We'd be more than happy to uh, respond. And, of course, if anybody interest, is interested in having some Latino Business Report bling, some caps, some shirts, we got them. Compliments of Moonlight Graphics. Joseph does a great job. He drop ships. He'll take care of all your printing needs. So, Joseph, thanks a lot. And uh, I'll give with you for two more shirts for, for Sam and Nina. Folks, you've been listening to Latino Business Report. My name is J.R. Gonzalez. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.